We are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. My name is Nate, and in this episode, it's trailer time, as we discuss some of the latest movies and TV trailers, as well as some we might have missed. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, and collectibles, as well as all things geek-centric. Joining me on the show today, we have the tenacious troubadour of tantalizing trailer talkability, Justin. Yo, yo. I don't, I don't even know what a troubadour is. I don't. Do you is know? It like a traveling musician of some sort or I, something? I, yeah. I, I, Justin fits that mold, I think. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a traveling podcaster that talks about movie trailers. Uh, and joining us um, right after just walking out of his private screening room. We have the tremendously trendy and troublesome technologist, Tito Kevin Hudson. <laughs> Tito? He's, he's my, you're kind of like a Tito to me. I don't know. Well, you, you got the, you yeah. got the technically non-proficient thing right. Yes. I'll give you that. Absolutely. <laughs> Uncle Kev. Yeah. Uncle Kev. <laughs> How are you guys doing? You guys doing good? good. Doing well. Good, doing well. Yeah. Good, good. Feels like, like, it's funny. We do these, we do the, the normal episode and then it's another normal, like normal in quotes. All of our episodes are pretty, they can be different, but like we did our, our special guest episodes twice in a row and then mm. we did our Oscars episode. Uh, and now I'm just like, it feels like no time passed between the last time we did a Whatcha and now. Um, but I do want to know, Justin, Whatcha? Ooh, um, haven't really watched much in the last week, honestly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, the only thing I watched recently was uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines, which oh, was on your recommendation. And, yeah, what did uh, you think? I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I thought the story was really heartfelt. Uh, I love the animation style. It really sets itself apart from the Pixar and the yeah. Disney um, with the little 2D animation accents that are, are <laughs> yeah. in moments. The drawings. Uh, yeah, the drawings. It was very, very of like this generation YouTube culture and, and TikTok yep. and Instagram culture. So it definitely spoke to that audience. Um, at times I even felt old, uh, not yeah. really getting all <laughs> the references, but, uh, um, I think, uh, the only complaint is, is that it was, it was too long in my opinion. It, it, I, at one point I, I looked at my watch cause it felt like it was over two hours this movie felt like it was a two and a half hour like director's cut, like a Snyder cut version that we got to watch here. I think there was just one scene that you could have probably removed. It was integral to the to the development of of the relationship of the family, but there were so many other moments that were so that integral. Did that it just it just kept mm. it kept it felt like all these scenes were just hitting that over your head really, really hard. So it, they could have done without one of them. And I think that would have made this uh, a far like stronger film in that capacity. But um, yeah, I think it was great. And, and I think as something as fresh from Disney and, and Pixar sort of 3D animation, it stands out. It stands out as being uh, much different from that, but also a nice sort of uh, continuation, if you will, of the sort of into the Spider-Verse animation style right like it, if it that's what that. if that's sony's what if that's sony animation's new style i think like I what think if they keep is. going with that right i think that, that, that i think effectively that is but you know like uh phil lord and chris miller were involved in both projects so um you know you have to you have to wonder if it, how much of that style is implemented based on their feedback but it's still it, it just again it, it's just looks different feels different from any other traditional uh, 3D because I think it's safe to say that a lot of the other animation studios try to replicate while still looking different from the Pixar or the Disney. Yeah, right. Like they yeah, know yeah. what what will get asses in the seats. You look like something like DreamWorks, right? DreamWorks, yeah. I think very much. Yeah, and, and I think even to the point where it even goes the other way too. Like we when we first saw uh, Onward trailers for Onward, and granted, I ended up really liking that movie, but seeing the trailers for that, I was like, this is like DreamWorks style animation. I don't like it. It does. It's not Pixar, right? Yeah, DreamWorks almost sort of looks like cheap Pixar. 
Sure. Yeah. And so yeah, this, sure. this, you know, if you separate yourself, then there isn't that comparison and you're right. free to do whatever you want, I think. So I think it yeah. really works for Sony to do what they're yeah. doing. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Kev, did you check it out or? I haven't, I have not watched it yet. I can't believe I forgot this weekend yeah, as I was looking for stuff to watch. So yeah, so definitely, definitely check it out. And I, I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts as well on the length. Cause I think animation, as far as animations, animated movies go, I've never complained about length because they always seem to really fit a three beat arc of really getting home a message. This felt like it had four or five beats to mm. it that were the same sort of thing that just kind of hit your head. Hit you I, think the head that, with it. I think those movies, I don't want to say that they have a simple premise, but they are a, a bit simpler in terms of premise. That's where your hour and 40 is kind of where you should be yes, yes. aiming for, you know, anything longer and it does... Yeah. Like you said, tend to drag on the, you know, beating a dead horse. Yes, exactly. And that's that's kind of what I felt. It was a good message, of course. But yeah, that, that would be my only critique. I think, what did you give it? Five out of five, Nate? I gave it a five out of five, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd give it a 4.5 out of five, yeah. in all honesty, just because of that, that, that sort of length issue that I had. So yeah, cool. that's what I watched this week. Sweet. Kevin, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, not much uh, in terms of... Uh, new stuff. Uh, Sarah and I did start our journey down the rabbit hole of rewatching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, so wow. uh, uh, we got through the first uh, the first two Iron Mans this weekend. Um, but now I'm excited because the next two are two of my favorites still um, in Thor and uh, Captain America. So I've got those to look forward to. And yeah, that Phase Four uh, hype trailer must have done a, a number on you, Kevin. Well, because I've already been back. talking about wanting to do it, you know. Yeah. And it you was you've been talking about it since Wandavision. That you yeah, were wanting to do and it. my goal was sort of I want to get it done before Phase Four, or you know, before our next phase really starts, which I guess would be Shang Chi more so than um, Black, Black Widow. Widow. So we've got yeah. time. I, th- I figure if we do, you know, two two a week until Shang Chi, we should be more than okay. So very cool. Yeah, and then uh, I decided I did want to watch something new, so I had something, uh, and I was very disappointed in my choice. I tried out uh, Netflix's Jupiter's Legacy. Oh. <laughs> Stink show and a half. <laughs> it's, yeah. And, and, you know, it feels, you know, the, the, my biggest complaint right off the bat is it feels like a TV show. It looks like a TV show. It's got TV production values, like the so fight scenes. Is it like the CW sort of? It is like barely yeah. a step above a CW oh. but it's still in that same ballpark the costumes look cheap the fighting and special effects look really phony like there's a bad guy and he's you know obviously wearing some sort of prosthetic costume and like his hands look like puppet hands like it was really, really? and so that just took me right i mean even Josh Hamill's character his beard and and old man hair look fake you know what i mean and that i thought he i thought it was Nick Offerman when I saw the poster, I thought that was Nick Offerman in that imagery, but yeah. And, and like, and when Josh Duhamel's sort of your biggest star and your lead <laughs> in a show, you really aren't boasting much in terms of star power. So yeah. I got through TV the right off the bat. Yeah, the, yeah. So I got through the first three and I'm like, I don't even know if I'll, I'll finish the, uh, the rest of it. So we'll have to see, but yeah, that's about it for me. Let's, uh, we got uh, T minus one week till the NHL playoffs start, baby. So that's Ooh. that's all I can think about. Let's oh, go. I thought, it start, I thought it started this week. No, we like got today. two game two games left, meaningless. We've already clinched first in the yeah, division. Yeah, yeah. We're almost ninety nine percent playing Montreal for the first time since nineteen seventy seven. So that's unbelievable. Wow, it's never happened in the playoffs in my lifetime, and they're our big rival. You know, that's like the Yankees and the Red Sox, but of hockey. And so to finally get a playoff round against them, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Oh, man. I love sports. Uh, should I talk about what I'm watching or what I've been watching? Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Here I go. Here I go. Listen, I'm going to this is going to be my lightest uh, watch uh, ever. I'm only going to talk about two things. Um, I watched uh, or I start. I watched Mythiquest Everlight. Um, this is the one of the two in between episodes between season one and season two of MythQuest on Apple TV Plus. Um, and then I also watched the first episode of season two. Um, and I gotta say, like, this show has really surprised me in, in terms of coming into its own. I, I feel like, you know, the, you know how like a lot of shows, it's like, just wait to, you know, how the office, wait till you get to season two, like just get to season two. That's how it's starting to feel with this show. And I'm only, only one episode in, but even in its first episode, I'm at a place where I feel like I can understand most of its characters and the decisions they're making. Whereas usually with, with, I felt in the first season, there were a lot of moments where I was like, 
I don't understand why this character is acting this way. Um, there's a few characters that are still really fantastical and grating, um, like CW, who's like the old guy, um, or Joe, who's like the assistant. And she's she just still, uh, every time she stands out in a bad way, um, where I feel like she kind of ruins the flow of a lot of the scenes. But I got to say, Ashley Birch and Imani Hakim's characters as Rachel and Dana... I'm so stoked to see where they go with their characters because honestly, they're kind of like the ones that are the most sane, at least in my opinion. Um, and I have to give a huge shout out to in the first episode, Naomi. Uh, I'm probably butchering her last name here. Ekperigen. Ep- Ekperigen. She plays Carol, the HR woman, and she is phenomenal in this first episode. If you ever wanted to see an HR woman like fly off the handle she's incredible um just because you're not used to seeing that with hr people so uh i have a feeling though even with people like cw and maybe with joe i feel like uh they're gonna get me to love all these characters by the end of the series i I just i have a strong feeling that this is gonna this is gonna get even stronger this show yeah i just couldn't do it i think we watched the first three episodes and it was just not what i was expecting not what i was looking for and like i i get that some shows are a bit of a slow burn or whatever, but if I don't laugh once at a show that is a comedy, you know, it's obviously not for me. I'm not saying it's not funny. I just, it's not my humor or whatever it was that it was missing. So, but I think to hear that it's something that, that, you know, I almost have to stick through. Yeah. At least a season two. I mean, there's not that many episodes. I think the the big thing is it's like, you know, it's not, it's not, it is comedy, but it also is, kind of isn't at the same time like it kind of does yeah think of some of the most dramatic episodes of the office and that's kind of what you're gonna get here right and i, I keep bringing up the office as a comparison just because the first thing that people think of when they think of some of the more sort of dramatic I I and comedy of, elements but sure but i i when i watched the show i thought of silicon valley sure well, that's, what okay. I was that's actually no that's, that's a much what better I was expecting yeah, yeah. So, and i like, wanted a little bit of that like it's always sunny raunch and there was none of that so that's no, 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 like no. that's what yeah. i expect from rob mccallini you know yeah. and so to get none of that ugh, you know yeah to your point kevin it, it's it's not like laugh out loud hilarious at times there's some funny characters and some funny moments but they're not like they're more chuckle than they are side stitching like the office i'll say this if you can watch up to the first season and then the first in between episode so the the quarantine episode if you can get past that quarantine episode and tell me you do not like the show then don't keep watching but i i'm telling you that quarantine episode is probably one of the best episodes of television i've ever watched in my life it's it hits so well. You've said that so many times on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if I could take that. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's honestly, dude. I think it was Watchmen. So, it's it was... so good. It's so heartfelt. No, it's just so like. Anyways, uh, moving on to my next whatcha because uh, these two jackals will just rip it apart. Anyways, um, I want to just quickly shout out. I'm watching. Uh, I started Handmaid's Tale season four, and. Holy crap, dude. Holy crap. This show is still intense. So, like, is think, she outside of the bubble now? And like, is like, she like, is she, there's she some of that, that going like, on? Like that she's like, I don't know. I've don't watched the show. You got to watch the show. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. So after three seasons of this show, I didn't think like I could have jaw dropping moments in a fourth season. All four episodes so far, jaw, like under the ground. Like it is, it, Elizabeth Moss just keeps getting better and better as June and and it's also like it's just cool to see this story take place and there's a lot of it that takes place in Toronto, right? And I don't think we get to see Toronto too often in big stream, you know, mainstream media. So Is it filmed I, in Toronto? Yeah, it's filmed in Toronto. I have a wow. friend who was actually in the background in one of the scenes. He was a he was like a guy that yelled at at one of the characters in in season 3. It it's you know, I think it's like if it dips a little bit, just like I think their third season dipped a little bit, I could see that happening just because I just don't know how far they can go with the show. But so far, like I'm so stoked and I'm stoked that it just got greenlit for season five. Uh, maybe that's where they end the the series. But it's so far for me, it has not let me down. And it's it's just so good. There's another one I've never been able to do. But just speaking of it being filmed in Toronto, my brother-in-law yeah. actually does work on the production for that show. Oh, sick. Um, but he's done, Andy's done two in the last um, six months. And his other project, which is season three of What We Do in the Shadows, has me far more excited than anything <laughs> he worked on with this one. So. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But Kev, have you seen any of the Handmaid's Tale before? I think I saw one or two episodes. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't uh, wasn't doing it for me. It, it's just and and like I think the the first season gets a lot of flack for being sort of um, what would I say like it's, it, like the kind of like drama for drama's sake, right? Or 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 you know they they it, they lay it on really thick. But it like was, yes, it was you know pretty heavy handed. Yeah, you know? but at the same the time, pretty like, heavy handed tale or whatever. Yeah, you know, like. it's but it's still like. It's just incredible, and it's just it's it's terrifying at the same time. But it's it's also it's just really really imaginative, and also it feels so grounded. You know, when you were used to watching some of these shows that have these mystical elements in them, or these these elements to them that seem like that could never happen. The the I think the most terrifying part about this is a lot of this stuff is actually happening around the world, uh, in different different places, different parts of the world, different culture, and so you know to see it sort of compartmentalized and and put on screen like this it's terrifying it's really scary but it's also it's just it's just a it's it's a feat i think it's a feat and i, I don't think too many people are watching it and giving it the credit that it's due so um check out handmaid's tale if you it. haven't already i think four enough seasons people so watch good it, so far. Though, a like, lot of people watch it it's been nominated for like 30 golden globes like yeah. it's got well, a lot well, of nobody i know watches it kevin okay yeah it's not so it's you, not really a geek centric kind of property like your marvel <laughs> friends aren't probably gonna watch it <laughs> yeah yeah but they should they should justin um okay cool well that is our watcha um now before we kind of get to our, our topic of the show which is again all about trailers um we actually have a write-in question uh from friend of the show megan dot draws uh who asks uh and i yeah that's her instagram handle go check her out she's an artist she's amazing uh she asks i love movie trailers and sometimes they're even better than the movie they're promoting one that got me so hyped recently was the uh, the most recent Shang-Chi trailer. Um, and she's like, the trailer is even more impressive given that she knows nothing about the character. So she wants to know, uh, of the three of us, what, or you know, each of us, what is our favorite trailer, whether it be movie or TV, of recent memory? Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. Um, okay, I, I kind of have two. I'll go really quick on my honorable mention here, uh, just because I think of the last 10 years, it's maybe one it's of the best trailers. Yeah. Um, I really want to give a shout out to uh, the, the first trailer for Inception. That oh, was wow. just mind blowing the way they used sound uh, and the score to sort of really and then you'd never seen visuals like that. And, you know, I, I think in a lot of in most ways, the movie did live up to what you were sort of uh, going for there. But I think it it was it just yeah it, the trailer got me as excited as the movie did whereas tenet i was a little let down from the movie even though the trailer got me excited so that that's why that one popped up for me i got to say kevin inception's such a good choice cuz i think inception as far as movie trailers are concerned pioneered movie trailers going for like it was a pioneer of the you know yeah, moment and it's every trailer done to after death that. now yeah. you know but for it to be the first that did it that was so good uh, but my favorite trailer the trailer that just got me uh you know as uh ryan gosling says in the big short jacked jack to the tits um <laughs> would have to be the first trailer for force awakens oh. um you know uh, that that scene on ta- Tatooine, or uh, I guess it looks like Tatooine, but that scene on the sand planet and Finn pops up and then just Han Solo, you know, with the Chewie, we're home. Like just that trailer, it was all the feels. It was everything a movie trailer could be in terms of getting me just so excited for a movie. So that's my fave. It was so good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to jump on that just really quick because that also – was my favorite as well. Uh, and I think you actually mentioned two trailers there, Kevin. You the, you mixed the two together, the first teaser trailer and then the Chewie Were Home trailer. Darn, um, okay, okay, okay. Dude, I wasn't sure. I wasn't do sure. Do I remember the exact place I was when I saw the trailer for the first time? A hundred percent. I was standing outside in a Shopper's Drug Mart parking lot watching that Chewie Were Home trailer on my phone, and it was incredible. It felt like I was in a movie theater watching that. Um, but no, uh, the first teaser trailer for, for Force Awakens was so hype. I remember putting it all day on screen on every screen at work and i remember i would have customers come in and they would get distracted because the, the <laughs> every every time it would repeat like i put it on repeat and it would go Bong! you know that big like noise at the beginning they, they freak out like what is that and then all we all day like everyone is just amped about star wars coming back um and i just remember sitting my dad down that night and just showing him the trailer and just both of us in awe just like 
what does this all mean? What is up with that lightsaber at the end with the three blade, like the three lightsaber thing? I've never seen anything like it. The ball droid. Um, yeah, I'm getting tingles just thinking about it. Force Awakens trailer teaser. Oh, so good. Justin. Yeah, that was some some serious hype. Um, I think the the general theme of what we're talking about with trailers is, you know, we don't really know what's going on in the trailers. And I think that yeah. that's something that is so removed now um, from from traditional trailers is that they just they do so much to really tell you this is the story. Here's your characters. Here's the plot sort of thing. And, and they, they end up telling you the whole movie in a trailer sometimes yeah sometimes i think for sure. i think that might come up today so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll for see sure. for yeah. sure um that being said i'm a fan of trailers that you don't know what's going on and i think again very much in the in the vein of what you guys were describing with the, with your choices you don't really know what's going on it's just a mixture of scenes and dialogue and and so on there's no really overarching story or any theme that they're trying to say this is what this movie's about uh one movie is an honorable mention that comes to mind is uh cloverfield the original cloverfield where oh, it yeah. felt that was very, great yeah uh you know it, it, it was just threw you in the moment it, it was a handheld handy cam sort of style footage and then there's a an attack and i was like what is going on what is throwing the head of the statue of liberty yeah. uh, i was i was freaking out over that movie and i that got me hooked and i could not wait to see that movie when it uh, dropped in theaters and I love that the first trailer, you didn't even know it was a, a movie trailer. You know what yes. I mean? Like the way they even, de- when they drop the trailer in the theater, it's not like it was like, oh, we're watching a trailer. It's like, this is just instantly film footage. And then it didn't yeah. even end with Cloverfield. And just like, I think it just had a date or it just. Yeah, it just had a date. It just ended crazy. with a date. So, you know. J.J. Abrams, just, man. Yeah. And Bad Robot for just, you know, the, oh. the marketing strategy with that. Um of recently though i'm trying to think of something i think of recently over at least the last year given that we'll be talking potentially about one of these trailers um the original green knight trailer that dropped uh that was more of a teaser the teaser trailer for the green oh yeah which was was very just visual base it was all just visuals and there wasn't very much about the story um that to me is like that got me hooked that really got me into wanting to see this movie and i've been you know amped to see it since i saw that teaser trailer just based on the visuals um and i think that that's that is what a captivating trailer is it's it's really selling you on the visuals and and creating a mood rather than just force feeding you what you're going to get in the theater you know leave a little mystery um, so yeah, those would be the two that I could, I could think of right off the top of my head. Very cool. Well, uh, we'll have to wait and see if you're still amped, uh, when we talk about the, the next trailer for the green Knight uh, coming up in our topic of the show. So stay tuned to that listeners. If you're, if you're about to change channels, uh, but, uh, I do want to give a quick, uh, thank you to Megan Clara dot draws, uh, for writing in. Um, and if you'd like to write into the show with your questions or maybe tell us, you know, one of your all-time favorite trailers, um, Justin, can you play the trailer that actually tells our audience where they can email us? In a world where geeks want to contact us, they can do so by emailing us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. so good so good uh all right well listen it's been a rather slow news week for movies and tvs so uh let's talk about these trailers uh and get right into our topic of the show which is trailer time cue that banjo baby it's trailer time All right, so as I mentioned, we got a, a ton of trailers to get through tonight. Um, we're going to kind of go in order of some of the trailers that we missed uh, that maybe debuted uh, a little bit, a little, you know, maybe a week or so ago, uh, and then we're going to kind of get into some trailers that came out very recently. So, guys, and you know, Megan Clara called it uh, at the top of the show here. The first trailer that we're going to talk about is Marvel Studios Shang Chi. And the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is, of course, directed by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, Tony Chu, Wai Lung, Michelle Yeoh, Florian Montanu, Fala Chen, and Ronnie Chiang. Uh, the movie is based on Marvel Comics' Shang-Chi, the Master of Kung Fu. 
uh, and I am super hyped after a trailer like this. Uh, guys, what did you think of this uh, Shang-Chi trailer, our first look? The, the Shang-Chi trailer looks phenomenal. I liked how they released it, too, on his birthday as, like, you know, for Simu and, you know, happy birthday. Here's oh, it was on Simu Liu's birthday? Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, that's, that's he, awesome. I guess I guess they gave him the movie poster and they said, happy birthday. You can post this on your birthday. And he oh, posted cool. it on the morning of his birthday. And uh, then Marvel went ahead and posted the trailer and said, happy birthday, Simu. And, yeah, it, they, they did a great job with at least creating you know, a breath of what this world's going to look like and at least setting up what looks to be the conflict of, you know, a father-son relationship. Uh, we got some great visuals in here of, of obviously, oh of the past, uh, which I wonder is going to tie into something like the Eternals uh, and, and, oh, and, and just in the this sort of longevity. Um, it was interesting to catch some of the Easter eggs out of this trailer too, like like the how, how the perception of the ten rings are you know rather than just simply going back yeah to they're like, like on his wrist right yeah like they're instead of going for like the the ring mentality again like they did with you know the gauntlet thanos. And, yeah and thanos yeah. uh looks like there are uh five bracelets uh rings that go uh, expand up to like the forearm uh that almost charge uh, the given energy boost and, and so on. So it'll be interesting to see where the history of that comes through. I'm just glad to see that we're getting an actual Mandarin this time around. Uh, yes. Although I did love uh, Ben Kingsley and uh, his, <laughs> his, his his character. Um, I hope he's in it at some point. Uh, that would be yeah, cool. I could almost see them referencing him at least. At yeah, some yeah point, they, you know? they might because in that there was that that Marvel short that they did a while back where you know they they taught they they focused a story on him and yeah. him getting captured by the real Mandarin's people and and being taken away. Um, so I think that there is a likelihood that he could pop up or we we could see him. Be you mentioned. could almost you could almost see him like uh, on like a YouTube video on one of the characters' phones or something. Sure. They're like that would they're be, chuckling yeah, about it yeah, or yeah, laughing that would about be it. Or the something. best way to do it. But yeah, I think you know? they they hit it out of the park with this one i'm amped for it uh it looks it, it doesn't look different obviously from from other uh marvel films but the 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 world that it looks like it's taking place in and and the the look of the oh, characters yeah. um a very heavy martial arts style obviously the martial arts would looked amazing like that even just that little fight scene that he had in that, Dude, that the construction kick. zone the oh kick yeah in the, the bus end? yeah yeah oh yeah. Yeah. That popped. Yeah, see, like, because that, that's what really stood out for me the most was that it looks like it's instantly going to fit into this Marvel universe while also having its very own distinct identity and personality. And, like, I'm mostly concerned that if, if the Ten Rings are really going to be this thing that sort of gives him a weapon, because his whole thing is that he is the greatest fighter in the world to not use a weapon. That's, that's Shang-Chi's whole sort right. of mantra and always has been. And, and it's more, he's just the greatest martial artist in the world and he's able to channel his chi to sort of fight with it, right? So I really hope he doesn't have like Iron Man-esque bracelet things that give him a sort of power that he doesn't have in the comics. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with that. I mean, I could see them going either way, Kevin. Like I, you have to imagine, right? Like this character is eventually going to have to be able to fight you know Thanos level threats and and aliens. But, but in and, the and comics, he like does, that. and he yeah. is one of the most powerful fighters there is in in the Marvel yeah. comics, according to uh, my my expert. Uh, but to, uh, but to, for sure, but to translate that to film for general audiences, like they may need to go that route. But but I could also see them going the route of like the whole point of the story is that he doesn't need the Ten Rings, right? He doesn't need that that mystical element. He can do it on his own. He doesn't need what his dad forced him I, to, to learn. I, I, um, I think that yeah. that's more likely where they're going to go with that. Yeah. Um, because I don't think, I think that those Ten Rings are more of like a channeling of your power. Which right? is fine. If that's yeah. what it is, he's channeling his inner chi yeah. and his and inner it powers. Seems, and It seems based on the dialogue that has been, you know, that kind of, transpires through the trailer is that you know the father his father has, has obviously taught him has instilled uh, a lengthy amount of years of of teaching him these the lessons of 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 these i think this this power and what it means and i think that that's that kind of holds weight over this in this situation for shang chi that he's just going to have to figure out how how he balances between doing what's right what's wrong and you know his father's you know legacy yeah and i i think 
like speaking of of his father's legacy, like we're going to get to see that, right? Like I think it's so cool, Kevin, as you pointed out, it's going to fit perfectly in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but also like ancient China, like with the crouching tiger hidden dragon scene that was so colorful, um, or like this the war scene with those giant lions, like it was just awesome yeah, to the see big them. Food dogs or whatever, right? They, yeah. they combine they combine sort of Marvel and then like fantastical, you know, mythical China. It just it looked incredible. I think the choreography is going to be insane. But I think the cinematography in those moments, that's going to be a real treat in this movie. And I, I also just want to shout out like the, the whole thing of like, I think this is yet another MCU history moment, uh, like like Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, where general audiences are, you know, they're really, they, they're going to go into this without knowing anything about the character. Uh, and then they're going to grow to love this character throughout the course of one movie. Um, and I, that's that's what I think is kind of their biggest challenge with the movie. And also, you know, Marvel's got a great track record so far. So I think they're going to pull it off. And yeah. after this trailer, holy. Yeah, and I think casting someone like Simu as the main character, you know, he's he's not a well-known actor. He's he's known. Um, it will give Let's go that, Kim's convenience. Yeah, it'll give that precedence <laughs> of, of, you know, uh, allowing the audience to feel a little bit more comfortable getting to know this character without a preconceived notion of who that actor is, right? So I think that that just d- disarms uh, the audience to kind of feel a little bit more welcoming into to getting to know this new new character. So yeah, I'm stoked. It, it looks it looks fantastic. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of a character who comes in and changes everyone's perception uh, about him, uh, and gets everyone to like him. Uh, Ted Lasso season two trailer came out uh, from series creators Brendan Hunt, Joe Kelly, Bill, Bill Lawrence, and Jason Sudeikis. Of course, this series stars Jason Sudeikis, Brendan Hunt, um, uh, Hannah Waddingham, Jeremy Swift, Phil Dunster, Brett Goldstein, Nick Mohammed, and Juno Temple. Uh, and of course, we're going to see the AFC Richmond coach and team back for season two. Kevin, are you stoked? After this trailer with the dun dun, like come on! Oh yeah, it it rocked me. That's for sure. Um, right? I mean, I, I will admit the first fifteen seconds sort of went by, and I wasn't sure how long it was going to be. Yeah. And I thought, oh no, is this just like the ultimate teaser where they're just going to give <laughs> flashes of clips from last season and so and go coming soon? You know, but yeah. then you really yeah. got you sort of dove in. And it looks like it's going to take, you know, it's going to jump right on from where we left off and and the team sort of trying to struggle their way back uh, into contention. So, yeah, I'm absolutely pumped. I'm so stoked. Justin, did you ever watch Ted Lasso? I know no. Kevin and I have been talking about it on the podcast no. for quite some time. I haven't watched it yet. Never even saw it, eh? No. Yeah, it's, it's uh, honestly, it's, I think it's the best, I think it's the best series on Apple TV Plus. And I think it's going to be interesting because, you know, and, and. I, I can only, I guess I'm going to try and talk about this as spoiler free as possible, but it is going to be interesting just to see what the uh, antagonist of the series is going to is going to kind of look like. You know, we kind of, you know, when you have a, a an American uh, coach, football coach coming into a UK environment, you know, already you've got some uh, some some issues there, right? And so it's you know now that we've gotten to the place where with the characters and how they see Ted Lasso, it is going to be interesting to see kind of what they play off of. I, I do know that Sarah Niles, who's hired as uh, AFC Richmond sports psychologist. Um, she, I think she's going to kind of be the antagonist of the season. And I think something that Ted may be, you know, he's fundamentally, you know, important to him doesn't sit right with her uh, in the way that he does things. And so I think, you know, besides the fact that she doesn't eat sugar, I think there's going to be a lot more <laughs> uh, butting heads there. Um, but I also, I hope we get to see Jamie Tart again. Um, you know, I, I we don't see him in the trailer, but uh, I, I just I can't. I, I can imagine about he'll that pop final up. scene. But yeah. I mean, I, with sports movies, you almost don't need that bad guy to be your obstacle. Like you know, right? The, the struggle game. of winning yeah. in the game itself can be that struggle. But I, I do like your take that, yeah, the sports psychologist comes in and completely tries to change who Ted is and how he functions as a coach. That's because that's where you'll get of, your butting heads. Well, that's kind of his thing, right? He is a sports psychologist in a way, 
right? To, believe, to, baby, believe. <laughs> right? So you know. um, so it's going to be really interesting. It's already greenlit for a season three. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm so I'm so amped for it. So yeah, Justin, I'll, you have I'll to probably get on it, check it out. Uh, I have Please. heard great it's, things about it. You'll so. fly through it, man. It's yeah. such a quick, easy watch, and mm-hmm. you'll just be instantly enamored yeah, by and, the character. And, and, and Jason Sudeikis won for... Uh, yeah, he won the Globe, Globe for Best yeah. Actor. He won Globe yeah. for Best Actor. So, you know, and to your point, Nate, it is probably the best show on uh, Apple TV Plus, considering the fact that, like, the shows that kind of helped start the show, uh, start the platform, haven't even returned. And, you know, Ted Lasso uh, is already up, is already yeah. up so for season two. So it's obviously well-received, right? So it's been, it's yeah. been well-received, and, and uh, it's interesting. What I what stood out to me from the trailer is it, it has a very English-British-infused style comedy to like just oh, yeah. how the characters are, so I'll be interested to see how uh, how that translates with with the heavyweight American actor like Jason Sudeikis, you know, with his comedy styles. How that how that kind of intertwines. I'll well, tell you Justin, how perfectly and brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, Justin, you're gonna you're gonna laugh, but you're also gonna cry. I promise you, you'll cry. Uh, that is gonna be July twenty third, twenty twenty one, for the. Uh, the season two premiere on Apple TV Plus, um, guys. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, another trailer here uh, as we we mosey on through here. Uh, this one's kind of a it came out of left field, honestly, for I think a lot of people. Uh, Sweet Tooth uh, from creators Jim Mickle and Beth Schwartz, produced by Robert Downey Jr. and Susan Downey. Uh, this is starring Chris Convery, Nonzo uh, Anozi, uh, Stefania Levy. Owen, uh, that's a three name name. Uh, James Brolin and Will Forte, uh, another SNL alum. There, um, this is about a boy who is half human and half deer, who's surviving in a post-apocalyptic world with other hybrids. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I put this on the dock, and you guys were both instantly against it. I want to know why, <laughs> Justin. What don't you like about it. Sweet Tooth? I wasn't against it. Yeah. I just think it was like, I don't know. It, it I, so I, I did a little bit more digging about this 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 story, and it yep. looks like there's a pandemic storyline that's attached to it. Hence, yep. why I think in the trailer they he says, um, "What came first, the half breeds or the virus?" Um, because mm-hmm. they don't know if the virus caused this, and, and so on. So the world's in a very distraught place, and. Um, you know that that infusing that into to the narrative you know it shows that the, there's obviously a relevancy for why this story is being told now or like why there's a, a certain drive for it and you know hence yeah. why netflix is really kind of jumping on the bandwagon of of marketing this and pushing it i was surprised it was a dc comic though yeah. i thought that was and it was interesting and justin it's been it's been a dc comic for 10 years like over 10 years now and so they've got a lot to pull from if they can stick the landing with this first season, which I mean, we'll see. But isn't it kind of crazy to see that you know the 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 person you sort of attach to Marvel if in in Robert Downey Jr. producing this DC property? That's <laughs> wild. Yeah, but like, I mean, again, for any audience, like, definitely go check out the trailers that we're talking about as we're talking about them. Um, but like, a fairy tale apocalypse is just something that. Is is very uh, very original, and I I don't think we see it too often of this sort of melding of of the the old like the the very wizardy like again not like onward kind of did it right but more in a comedic sense whereas this is doing it as more of a a drama um, and so I just think I think it's pretty cool I did I, I thought Will Forte looked really weird in it though he kind of looked like an old Harry Potter at the end like I thought it was Daniel Radcliffe at first but um, but yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think I'm actually really excited for this. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I know we talked about how, like, a, a good trailer gets you excited for something without giving too much away. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just did not walk away from that trailer going, oh, I have to see what's going on here. Yeah. You know, I kind of just went, eh, that's, you know, yeah. that's something Do you think that's it gave too much away or didn't give no, enough? No, I, I, I don't know. It just didn't yeah. give me enough to sort of latch on to. Right. To go, that is something I want to see what they're talking about. I was yeah. kind of like, oh, okay, so there's like dear people, uh, you know, okay, yeah. I don't know. To Kevin's point, there wasn't enough of a hook from to make me generally interested of wanting to check this out right away, yeah. much like like other trailers. Um, y- you have to do, there's, there is a fine dance that you have to do with crafting this marketing strategy for trailers to, to give the right amount of information. 
while also not giving away everything so that you can hook people. And I, I mm-hmm. think to what Kevin's trying to say is that it was neither less or more that needed it. It was just the trailer was designed to hit at your heartstrings, essentially. And I don't know if it really did that for me, that I was just kind of like, it kind of came off a little bit more campy and cheesy than it did. Like, I'm very interested in wanting to see this film. I think there's going to be aspects that come off campy and cheesy whenever you involve kids in a in a you know as your through point for a storyline right but like i don't know i think this has the opportunity to either be like i think it has the opportunity to get up there close to a stranger things uh level of of greatness but it it also at the same time just just to your point it does look like it could be a one and done season one gets canceled after that and Downey moves on. You know what I mean? Like I, I I could literally see it going either way after this trailer, but just the fact that it's based on a DC property, that's where I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm back in. Like you you know, base anything off comic books and bring them to real life. And I'm especially especially when it's not comic books that we're used to seeing. So um very cool. Well, listen, um I've I've kind of had these trailers on in the background muted. Um and so, you know, at least in my headphones, it's been a very quiet place. Speaking of a quiet place, um a quiet place part two, the final trailer. Uh this is directed by this movie is directed by John Krasinski, of course, starring John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, uh Millicent Simmons, Noah Yuppe, uh Cillian Murphy, and uh Jimman. Honzu. Hopefully I got that last one there. Uh, Following the events at home, the Abbott family now faces the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. Uh, so, guys, of course, this is the follow-up to A Quiet Place, uh, which I remember just adoring, and I think a lot of the world adored when it came out. Um, what did you guys think of this final trailer for A Quiet Place Part 2? Kevin? Yeah, I think this this is one of those trailers that it feels like maybe a bit too much has been given away. And mm-hmm. I and I, and like, I know that they're kind of in a tough place because this was supposed to come out last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so it's almost like they need to restart their whole marketing campaign and i guess they didn't want to just show the trailer that they were using for last year so and again i I think it's a pretty simple concept right this family who is very isolated now ventures out and realizes that there are small pockets of other survivors so the trailer doesn't give away too much in terms of the plot it just looks like they give away a lot of the action and the moments that are going to be suspenseful in it they've just shown just two more minutes of quick snippets of things that are going to happen that I think that's where it really, it was like, I, I don't need to see any more. Either you want to see A Quiet Place 2 or you don't. You didn't need yeah. to show me any more to get me excited for it. And so again, what a tough challenge to sort of reinvigorate interest while also having a new trailer. So that's that's the only thing that bums me out about it a little. It just felt like they showed a lot. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I thought what was interesting though is that it was a trailer to kind of sell the idea that this movie will only be in theaters because of how well the theater experience did for the first film, you know, to remind people of what, you know, what its strength was, was in that, you know, theater experience. So um, I thought that was really interesting about it, but to Kevin's point, they might've given away a little bit more of the suspenseful moments uh, that might give away uh, what to anticipate throughout the film. But um, it's again, it's it's hard. Like like you were saying, Kev, it's it's hard to to figure out. You know, a year later, how do you you know re-strategize the marketing? I think they could have done a bit more of a teaser esque style and like really just hit home this idea that it's only going to be available in theaters, where everyone's coming out with available here, available digital, available. You know, it's available only in theaters, right? Yeah, so. like if they had focused more on the quotes that they were using, saying yes. the, the experience it was, and you could have done those over like black screens with a quote quick shot quote quick shot instead of Mm. showing action for the full two minutes i mean i I liked i liked seeing the flashbacks right but to your points like maybe that like now i i pretty much have an idea of where the movie's going to start i know that john krasinski is probably going to be in it for for 20 minutes right and then that's it and then it's going to cut to you know her and the family you know going past the sand path or whatever right um yeah and so uh, but I, but I will say, like, I think it's going to be a really exciting to see Outbreak Day. Um, I hope that there's more to it, to your point again, than what they showed us. Um, but I did think they did a really good job of emphasizing sound in the trailer. And I almost feel like, to your point, Kevin, how cool would it have been if they had have just put on, like, before the trailer starts, like, 
watch with head or put headphones on to watch this trailer or something like right? that, right? To really like, sell the experience. Re- because I remember when you were in the theater no, and see, you were watching- I was going to say I so didn't quiet. see it in the theater. No? I, I regret not seeing it in the dude, theater because watching dude, it at home, it was tense. I can't imagine in a quiet theater for an hour and a half what that experience would have been it like. It was to the point where like people, normally people don't respect a movie. Now we were seeing this, I saw this opening night. So obviously you have the diehard people that are there to watch these movies, but everyone just- somehow miraculously got it they understood no crinkling of the bags during the quiet moments it you could hear a pin drop in a movie theater which i've never had before and so i think you know yeah you're absolutely like for them to have to wait to release it in theaters i'm okay with it i think it is going to be worth the wait like the trailer says um and i also think this this movie is going to have a lot more variety and show a bigger scale of the situation that's going on because we're going to have more characters, more families, and they're they're going to be traveling instead of staying in that one sort of central location for the entirety of the film. So, I am I am so pumped for this movie. It comes out May twenty eighth, twenty twenty one. Anything else you guys want to say before we move to our next trailer? I I really just hope that they don't lose sight of what the first one was about. I understand you've got to go bigger and you've got to go you know yeah. bigger and better for the the sequel and the, you know the one quote this is a this is the epitome of a sequel and so hopefully while upping the stakes and upping the ante it does hold true to to what that what made that first one so special and yeah. so successful yeah I, that's my thing is that you know you, there's 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 clearly more people which means there's more talking right which just means there's going to be more dialogue and, and narrative to to help move these characters to whatever is the next chapter for them so you know again are you going to be able to to really replicate that or is it just going to feel very cookie cutter are you going to have you know those moments that are just going to feel very like oh you know this is this is one of those quiet right moments. we've we've or like the the even with the character moments like n- nothing's going to shock us like oh we've seen the last of us so we've already seen these, that's exactly these things right. happen so, right like so the reality yeah. is, is that you celebrate what what made the first one really great that's that's awesome that was a unique experience in theaters yeah love it move forward from that right and you know still create the tension and 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 you know evolve the the narrative but you know you don't need to necessarily stay too hooked into to to yeah, the magic but of the first as long one. as she's not picking up a machine gun and shooting them like right. you know it's not i don't want aliens but the quiet yeah. place I, version where imagine. they're fighting thousands of the bad guys <laughs> or the monsters i don't know no yeah it, it can't get it can't get that epic but i think even in the plot synopsis that i read right like the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the pet. So obviously they're, Wind. you know, again, Wind, yeah. if they play off the whole, yeah, humans last are the threat, right? The last of us, you know, you're the walking dead. Last of us place. Right. <laughs> um, so we'll see how they do that differently. Again, that is May 28th, 2021. I am very stoked. Ooh, uh, so still. just a quick question on that. Then mm-hmm. do we think we're going to get that in theaters? It's another one of those ones where, you know, yeah, it depends. I think we could. Like I May twenty eighth is is not far. But they're st- they're saying lockdowns going into June now, right? Yeah. For us, oh, yeah. so yeah. so that might be something that we don't get to experience in theaters. Well, listen, it, worst worst case scenario, we'll we'll build our own theater to watch it. Okay, Kevin. Well, nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, but listen, um, we'll build our own theater. We'll make it kind of dress it up like a castle sort of theme. Speaking of castles, <laughs> uh, this next trailer, <laughs> I'm doing great with these uh, transitions. This next trailer uh, for The Green Knight. Uh, this is the second trailer for The Green Knight. Uh, of course, this is A24, uh, directed and written by David Lowry, starring Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, Sarita Chowdhury, Ralph Ineson, and Aaron Kellyman. Shout out to Aaron Kellyman from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, and Solo, A Star Wars Story, which is not as good as... Um, uh, Rogue One. But, guys, uh, this is a fantasy retelling of the medieval... Uh, story of Sir Gawain, 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 I'm pronouncing that, Gawain, yeah, uh, Sir Gawain, uh, the Green Knight. Um, so, Justin, I know you were saying earlier that you felt like the first trailer didn't give enough story, and you you loved that. It was just a tease. Do you feel like this trailer, you know, did it did it give away too much? Well, no, not necessarily. I, I think that it, it's definitely going to be an interesting take on on an existing story. So this this right. is obviously existing source material. This is a, a take on the green knight uh, i think we even talked about it you know i remember in high school i remember hearing about this um but yeah i think this again this is helps to kind of anchor what the story will be but yeah. again the the outcome is a little uh 
different, I think, or will be different. We'll, we'll, it's, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I, I, I don't know. The, the visuals are really strong. Uh, so I'm just good. glad we got to see a little bit more of acting performance from some of the characters. Like, I didn't know Joel Egerton was in this film. It didn't give anything away, in my opinion. I mean, I just... Like the cinematography, you're talking about the visuals, the the sort of the darkness and medieval lore. Um, the, the visuals like were amazing. Two things that like like just what really popped for me seeing the giants walk in the mist was just how huge they are in comparison to Gawain or whatever his name is. Uh, and that moment, um, the other moment in the trailer that I just have to like again, we're talking about audio with uh, with a quiet place when the audio cuts out in that one moment. I'm like. What? <laughs> what just happened i i really hope that they can like they do that i know a24 has kind of done that in the past with some of their very sort of shocking scenes um and and you know mind-blowing scenes where they've they've cut the audio like that um it just helps to kind of grip the audience i think but this 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 trailer and like this movie honestly i got mad vibes of game of thrones meets guillermo del toro like the use of some of the practical effects yes there's some you know, some other stuff in there, but like the green knight, the way he looks gives me like classic fantasy sort of vibes. I'm just, I'm so pumped for, to see what a 24 specifically um, can do with a fantasy genre. I think is going to be awesome. Kevin, you weren't on board before. Are you on board now? Do we uh, you have know, you? Like honestly, so Justin mentioned it and, and we did, I think we had this, we were in the same English class where we would have read it in grade nine or 10. Um, and I remember enjoying it. I don't really remember too much of what the story is other than, a knight comes to King Arthur's court, challenges anybody to take a you know strike at him, and he'll return the favor a year later, and that's essentially what starts off this whole uh, adventure for for uh, Sir Gawain. But uh, I don't know; it looks dark and brooding and pretentious. It just doesn't look like it. Just it looks so pretentious. It's so like artsy for the sake of being artsy. I don't know, and that just doesn't do it for me right off the bat. You know. But like I again when like I don't know man I just think Dev Patel is I think he's such a strong actor and I think he has I think having him as the the centerpiece for this story I think that's where yeah maybe you've got this pretentiousness but you've got if you have the acting chops to back up those visuals and that 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 sort of dialogue and that storyline like I think that's going to be, I don't know, man. I'm so pumped. I don't know, I do, just, you, do you remember reading a lot of like 14th century literature? It can be very, you know, hoity-toity and long sure. and very, you know, and this just seems like two hours of this could be very long. I don't know? think there's going to be that much dialogue though, Kevin. Like this trailer's making me think that a lot of the movies is going to be him like, walking around and and fighting and and not talking as much oh see that's even worse for me then so (laughs) i'm not i'm not getting any done all right we lost him we lost him this this just isn't for me and that's not a a bad thing (laughs) (laughs) um i I feel like though like you know to the point of what nate's saying like it it does feel like a games game of thrones with a guillermo del toro that's a that's a good sort of that was a good good, mashup perspective i think game of thrones is is obviously very rich in in storytelling elements um and i i think that this one to to kevin's point might not necessarily lean too much on the story and more about the journey and the sort of mental journey that sir Gawain is on uh, as he you know goes out to find the green knight um you know one year later so you know again the source material is what it is um I'm just going to be, I'll be interested to see how they, how they take that source material and do something very contemporary with it. And I think that that's, what's more interesting is, is that it's not necessarily more on that game of Thrones style where it does feel very literal of its time or, or replicated of, of, of that period of time. This feels like it's going to have a little bit of that, but it's going to be very, uh, contemporary in terms of its approach, stylistic style and stuff. Yeah. I think it it set itself out and showed exactly what it is, and and it is a very unique visual style that it's obviously going to implement. And so, just because it didn't, you know, I wasn't able to respond to it is not a bad thing for the movie. And I think it's a kind of movie that I'm not very interested in, and and so that's fine, right? Like it's it, it, you can't appeal to everybody, right? And that's for not sure. the kind of movie this is. This isn't a blockbuster. No swashbuckling knight's story, Butts right? This is going kind to, of movie. Yeah, this is going to be very different than that, and so I think f- 
from a visual perspective, it looks like it's going to achieve that. So kudos to it in that regard. Yeah. It, it, what's really the selling point is is what Nate's been mentioning all, all, all the whole time is is the fact that A24 is behind it. And A24 is, has put their name behind some really great films uh, that we've seen uh, get nominated for Oscar awards and, and sometimes out outside of the box, very, very unique sort of stuff. So um, that's a huge part of, of why this film is also got such an eyebrow raise from a variety of people, not just the visuals. It's also all of that. And then you have A24's name on it. So it seems like a really great partnership uh, in terms of like creative development and, and just execution of, of how the studios are going to roll out with it. So, well, I can't wait. We got the new date, July 30th, 2021. Uh, I think we'll be in theaters for it. So I'm very, very amped. Uh, guys, we have gotten to our final trailer of the evening. And this one, um, well, this one's interesting. Uh, this is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, this is directed by Andy Serkis. Like, okay. Um, starring Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Stephen Graham, Naomi Harris, and Woody Harrelson. Uh, right now, the plot is unknown, uh, but it is the sequel to the 2018 Venom. Um, guys, what, Kevin, what did you think of this, uh, this Venom trailer? I'm still not even really sure what you guys thought of the first Venom. So it's um, uh, interesting. I mean, I personally uh, enjoyed it. I thought it was clunky. It had uh, a lot wrong with it. But I think the main element of the movie, which was I want to see Venom. I want to see him be badass. And I want to see him be fun and cool and over the top and loud and crazy. And I just thought Tom Hardy brought such a fun performance to both roles, both as the symbiote and as the, the human host. And so... Uh, you know, if he can channel that again and they can sort of capture that magic one more time, I think pitting him up against instead of just another Venom now, now we're going to get like the, ev- the the next evolution of that sort of symbiotic uh, evil. And, and Carnage is so iconic from the comics in being just ruthless and terrifying and, and awful. And so if they can bring any of that to the movie, I'll be happy. Like I was happy to see that they ditched the terrible curly red wig that Woody Harrelson was oh, wearing in this. Well, they <laughs> had to cut his hair, right? Cause he's, they're going to execute him or whatever. I sure. Think. So if that's the yeah. excuse, they're going to go, why he looks different, whatever <laughs> sure. it takes. Cause he looked so silly in that, that uh, yeah. post credit scene that, yeah. you know, you need, the, you need to be, to not be laughing at the character before he turns into this killing machine that is carnage. So, um, right. but they didn't really give too, too much away in terms of that part of the story. Right. It was, yeah. It was all just sort of set. It was a very, it was a very initial teaser sort of trailer. So for sure, you know, and I, so I think for some, I liked the first one enough that I would see a second one. So that's all I need. But okay. honestly, don't show me any more. Don't show me any more for this movie. I probably won't watch other trailers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Kevin. There's going to be a ton more trailers that are going to show off a lot more. I guarantee it. Um, so you know, like Justin was saying, stay away from those trailers because. Those are not the the good the, the kind of trailers that you want to see. But like, I don't know. For this one, the beginning was kind of working for me. You know, kind of like a a buddy cop when he's making the breakfast, right? And he's like, he just has to live with this awful roommate that he has, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but it kind of sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the beginning singing the the song. I was like, is that was that the vibe they were going for there? I don't know. It just, <laughs> I, you know, it was not great. <laughs> I think I think to Kevin's point, the reason why the trailer started off with this sort of comedic as you described buddy cop sort of thing is because what yeah. really hit from the last one were those, those moments from the, from the first film. And, and which is why, like I've seen it. I wasn't, I wasn't blown away with it, but I do think that Tom Hardy embraced that character as best as he could. I hated the storyline. I hated the villain. Uh, I yeah. wish it had just been about him coping with, understanding how to deal with this symbiote and what it was, but like they had to put another villain above him and it just, I don't know. And, and, and this trailer, you know, the, the whole selling point, the the whole point of the movie of Venom was to lead to this introduction of carnage. Um, you know, you have a great actor like Woody Harrelson, who's going to play this character. Who's going to be in the movie, Justin, for probably 20 minutes. Because then after that, it's just going to be a CGI mess. Listen, here's the thing. That, but that's not even the part that takes me out of the movie. Because with the movie like this, I'm okay with that. Like, fine. You do the, the 2000s sort of sensibility when it comes to, like, how you design and, and, and set up your movie from a visual standpoint. But, but just 
Dude, the humor and the dialogue in the first one never worked for me. And I just kind of wish that Venom didn't talk. Like, if it would, like, Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, fantastic. If Venom didn't talk and have lines like, like a turd in the wind, like, and I guarantee we're going to get more of that in the next trailer that comes out. Like, I just, I, I feel like it would have been so much better, dude. The dialogue wasn't written well. I, I'll give you that. But yeah. I think what I appreciated is like when I used to read the comics and the stories with Eddie Brock and uh, Venom, there yeah. was that that sort of schizophrenic self, like two personality, split personality thing. And, you know, you didn't get enough of that with the stupid Topher Grace one that they had in Spider-Man 3. Um, you got right. none of that, obviously, right? No, but, he was Venom yeah. for, what, five minutes in yeah, that movie? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least in this one, they tried to embody a little bit more of that. So, you know, they get points for doing that. And I, I think they also get points for, you know, having an actor like Tom Hardy jump on to to do that. Uh, Venom does have a voice. It It's actually fairly you know, raspy and deep, like, like they, like they have for him. Um, sure. but you know, and he talks in third person, right. You know, um, so, uh, you know, like there, there were aspects that they, they hit, they hit properly with, with that. But I don't know that, that movie started to fall apart with, with its villain and like Riz Ahmed's in that one too. Right. So, uh, he's and the I bad think guy. Th- I think we're literally gonna like, again, Riz Ahmed's an amazing actor. I think we're just gonna have another repeat. I think it's going to be, Oh wow. Woody Harrelson. Oh, he's, oh, he's carnage. so good. Oh, yeah. Carnage oh, on the big wow. screen. Oh. And then it's just blurry red versus blurry black. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I am interested. I think the thing that I, I want to see it, I hope to see it through is how does this connect to Morpheus? How does this connect to maybe our MCU Spider-Man, uh, if any way at all? Like you see the Daily Bugle in the trailer, right? They've got the newspaper. Does that? There's even a paper with um, it says Avengers on it. Right, apparently on the back. It said, yeah. it said something. It said something Avengers something. Someone broke it down. It wasn't necessarily referring to the Avengers. And also the right. Daily Bugle that they that they use that logo is not the one that that's currently used in the MCU. MCU. Oh, okay. It's used in Sam Raimi's version oh, of, okay. of spider-man so but, but and we know Andy that circus has gone on the record of saying that like right now in his world venom carnage have no awareness of spider-man and spider-man has no awareness of them so yeah. if 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 they are living in the same universe i don't know if we don't know what that's going to look like we don't we have no idea what that's going to look like and, and they I'm okay. aren't living in the same they aren't living in the same universe justin they're living in the raimi verse but with the new Spider-Man, we there is a possibility that that's how they tie all this stuff together with multiverse. But is right? it even in the in the Raimiverse? Considering there was already a Venom in that that has no relation oh, wow. to this yeah, story, I right? I think yeah. I think from what I've heard, they're almost planning a whole universe without a Spider-Man, just using the Spider-Man villains oh, to sort of create no. their own world. I'm out. I think I'm out. Venom is going to be your sort of. Anti-hero protagonist. Yeah. 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 He's going to be the anchor of it, right? So, because I think they know, Sony knows that they would be foolish to pull Spider-Man from Marvel because I think he's making them a lot of money. Clearly, they realize a little to Marvel and a lot for for us is a lot better than nothing. (laughs) So, we'll we'll keep the agreement going. So, I don't know if they're really tied to this idea of bringing Spider-Man into... Uh, into into the 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 Venom verse. The Venom verse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think to Kevin's point, their their intent is to build a universe around the villains and the other characters that they that are associated with Spider Man because they own those those characters. When they own Spider Man, they don't just own just that character; they own all the characters that are in and around Spider Man. So they're going to do something without him, uh, which uh, that's fine. Let them. Let them do what they want. That they're gonna yeah. f- fail, probably. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I just, I don't like the idea that I'm going into. Like, Venom is honestly such a cool concept, and he's such a cool character from the comic books. I just, I hate the, I, I hate the notion or the feeling that I'm going into a movie that's DCU quality with a Marvel tag attached to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, that's how it feels to me. In and like, I don't, bro. It says in yeah. association with Marvel. It's not Marvel and it's, like, so, and it's more Marvel comics than it is Marvel than Studios. Than it is Marvel right? Studios, yeah. yeah. I guess. I don't know. Just, I don't need the Venomverse. I don't need it. I don't know. I'm, I'll still watch it. I'll watch it with you guys, but whatever. <laughs> I'll watch this like Kevin will watch uh, The Green Knight. Oh, so you um, won't watch it. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Well, listen, that was very uh, lengthy but lovely discussion, uh, and I'm certainly hyped to see see which of these um, trailers turn out better than the movies themselves. Um, but guys, that is it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's all trailers episode. Uh, and if you did, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We are geek centric, and you can be too. Which means you can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Follow us on Twitter at geekcentricYT and follow us on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Uh, also, you can check out my live streaming over at twitch.tv slash nateplaysgames where every Sunday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, we are opening Pokemon packs. I'm drowning in Pokemon packs and snapping some Pokemon snaps. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We hope uh, we can uh, you know, keep the hype going on over there. Definitely come on over. So again, twitch.tv slash nateplaysgames, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights. Uh, Snap Sundays, as we like to say. And I have an, a, a fun... Little well, it's fun for me. Uh, Nate plays games on Instagram. I'm no longer Nate dot plays games on Instagram. I managed to somehow get Nate plays games on Instagram. So definitely check that out to see when I'm going live. Uh, but also, guys, we also have our latest Watch Club series, which I think is going really, really well. Actually, um, you know, our first episode uh, was kind of a standard Watch Club length, but our second episode we managed to kind of get right through it nice and quick and we have uh we have joints on the show darcy uh who is absolutely fantastic that's his trooper name um so if you're if you're enjoying star wars the bad batch uh or if you've watched the clone wars and you're about to get into the series definitely join us for our watch club uh we'll be putting out new episodes every monday uh for you to enjoy uh, after getting a chance to watch them so definitely check those out justin kevin thank you so much for joining me for today's episode and as we say in a world. Love ya. Stay home safe, guys. Peace.